Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. It's Mindful Wednesday time and uh, let's welcome uh, Africa's number one professional inspirational speaker, Billy Silikane, who's talking to us about creating balance through the path of least resistance. Billy, very relevant what we're talking about this evening. Good evening. Good evening, ma'am, and good evening to your listeners. And uh, I truly feel the, the emotions that were being charged with your previous speakers around the topic that has just engulfed this beautiful nation. Mm. Very sad day indeed. It is a sad day and uh, clearly a lot of resistance, a lot of undertones, and we as South Africans are clearly not seeing each other as South Africans, but there's a lot of oof, sinister uh, but, you know, tones. You know, but, but you know, the funny thing is that the answers are so simple. The answers are just so simple. I've been saying this for a very, very long time. And I've been saying to people and asking this question, that what is South Africa's vision? What is our vision as a nation? Yeah, you said this last week as well. I keep saying it and it seems like nobody hears what I'm saying. Because you know what? If you, if you look at America, you know, we'll always say whatever. America, that's what they are owned. is the land of the free, you know, you come there, you work hard, things happen for you. There's something that galvanizes people because they say it's a land of equal opportunity. You know, there's this railing call behind the United States and many other countries. But we don't have that. You know, the first, I mean, we don't have it. And I keep saying our leaders... They must wake up and understand that basically as, as human beings and as, as civil society, we have now have to come to this one fundamental understanding that all the challenges that we face now as a nation were actually created by politicians. And they don't have the capacity to solve these problems. Only civil society can solve these problems. Well, we yeah. do need we do need uh, that uh, vision, and we need to live according to that vision. I think that's where we need to be. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the Human Rights Commission is trying their bit, mm-hmm. and I think we all need to try our bit. We need we have to ch- we have to yeah. ship it in our own little ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Billy, uh, how do we create balance through uh, the path of least resistance? And firstly, what is least resistance? What are we talking ah, about here? That's a very that's a very profound question. I was about to actually unpack it. The path of least resistance is a physical or metaphorical pathway that provides the least resistance towards towards a motion or a given object or entity to among a set of alternative paths to get to an ultimate destination. But those paths have got little obstacles. Therefore, that's why it's called uh, the path of least resistance. Now. How do why, why do, do I begin with this concept? You know, I've always said, and I'll continually say that as human beings, we're energy, we're vibration. Now, therefore, the universe, God, the Creator, Allah, whoever, whoever you call Him, does not respond to your needs, your desires, or your wants. They respond to your frequency. Now, if you understand frequency in which you are vibrating at, for example. If you are vibrating in the frequency of fear, guilt, or shame, you are going to attract things of a similar vibration because they have to reciprocate your vibration. However, if you are vibrating in the frequency of love, joy, and abundance, the law of attraction kicks in and therefore you attract or support the same frequency that comes in your way. So nothing is, it's a mistake. Everything is intentional. And when I talk about frequency, now we are on SAFS. So if you don't like listening to what we say, you have a choice of tuning in to another frequency that will give you the content that you resonate with. 
Now, sadly, too many people's frequencies are tuned in, in with a particular set of energy and yet they've got a separate set of expectation. And that means that they are in a, the path of high resistance. It's like pushing against the wall. You know, no matter how hard you push, the wall is going to push back with the equal force and it is not going to shift. So therefore, in a lot of instances, people are struggling to shift their lives because of the fact that they have got the wrong frequency attuned in them. And like I'm saying, frequency attracts what you've tuned it to. You can't say, you, you can't come to this frequency searching for Radio Metro or Highfield or whatever. You will get what you search for because that's the frequency that you're in is the frequency for SAFM. Now, most of the time when I have conversation with people, I always say the first two and a half minutes, actually it's in seconds when you start speaking, I can almost sense what frequency you are in. And before I even have a deeper engagement, I have to help you go through a diagnostic process of understanding that your frequency is not congruent to the results that you're expecting. Hence, your path is the path of high resistance. So it's like being in a quicksand. The harder you wiggle, the deeper you sink. Because when you're in a quicksand, you have to, you have to use slow energy, not hard energy. Does it make sense? So a lot, of, a lot of people are using hard energy in a place where they shouldn't be using uh, hard energy, but soft energy. And when I, when I, what I said, I said, this path of least resistance that you choose to create balance with has to find expression in the six dimensions of life. Now, what are these six dimensions of life? Now, each and every human being, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, black, white, colored, American, South African, Chinese, we are all defined by these six dimensions. And sadly, a lot of people focus on one of the dimensions. Hence, we find that many have created this, you know, undue path of high resistance because of their lacking to understand that they need to create congruency in the six dimensions. Now, what are these six dimensions? The first one is family and home. You know, we all come from a family and we all aspire to build a home for ourselves and our offsprings. So that is a, a, a fundamental human need. We need to belong. That's the first dimension. The second dimension is uh, it's your mental aptitude, the ability of your mind to frequent, to create frequency and vibration and consciousness is driven and determined by your educational aptitude. Now, I want to qualify what I'm saying by educational aptitude. There are two sets of education. The one which is a formal path. It's defined, you know, high school, college, university. You know, you get a, a certificate, a diploma degree, uh, honors, a master's, and a PhD. It, it's defined. And then there's the one which is uh, propelled by how high you want to drive your, your, vibe, your frequency and your consciousness. And that's what I call self-education. And self-education simply says, what do you earn or do you hunger to learn and to know and to master? Go and find the data and educate yourself. 
And now, Patricia, we're living in a very amazing world where data and information is open. You can go to YouTube and get any video about anything. You can go there. There are a lot of online platforms, especially, you know, when COVID hit, all, I mean, all manner of online processes just started to mushroom. So therefore, in this era that we're in, nobody can, can say that eh, I don't have access to information and stuff like that. I'll, I'll, we're in an era where they literally become illiterate by choice, not by accident anymore or by design. So that's the second part, which is your mental aptitude and education. And the third one is your career. That which you choose to follow as a career will impact your financial freedom, will impact whether you become financially frustrated for life or you eventually find a financial freedom process. So your career, whatever, you want to become a soccer player, a cook, a designer, musician, a director, scriptwriter, whatever career that you've chosen, that has the capacity to impact the numbers around your finance. And then we've got the fourth one, which is your physical health and your mental and spiritual health. Now, your physical health is completely dependent upon your mental health. Because, again, it goes back to vibration and consciousness and frequency. So when people are not healthy, you know, in their minds, they can never become healthy in their bodies. It's just an impossible thing. Because the body responds to what the mind and the brain tells it to do. And therefore, if you are in a a state of depression, you're in a state of anxiety, you're in a state of unhappiness, it becomes very difficult for you to find physical health. Because, uh, you know, neuroscientists speak about a concept called... uh, psychoneuroimmunology. Now, psychoneuroimmunology says your level of happiness or unhappiness affects the, the frequency of your white blood cells, which are responsible for immune system. By implication, the happier people become less sick and the most depressed people become more sick. Because when you're happy, the endorphins are going crazy in your system, your white blood cells are shooting up and down and your immune system grows and it becomes very resistant. But when you are unhappy, your white blood cells are suppressed, the movement is very slow, and therefore your immune system shakes and becomes low, and you get attacked by any and every illness. The fifth one... Before you go to the fifth one, and I I, I think I'm I'm already, like I've been taking notes because Mm -hmm. I think it's very important, but there's an A-teamer who's got a comment or a question. Tabo's on the Mm -hmm. line. Good evening, A-teamer Tabo. Uh, Yes, you see, I want to touch on this topic. I love uh, when he talks about frequency. Yeah. Yes, because uh, in frequency, yes, you must connect in good things, uh, spiritual, health, whatever he was talking about, it, it needs frequency. So we we have now in, in this country, we have both, we have, uh, I think we have two frequencies whereby uh, people, they are, they are believing in, in taking over the country others they are saying no we must take it with peace and others are fighting so we have two frequencies so people now need to 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 get clear where where they are in these two frequencies Powerful, Tabo. Very powerful. Thank you very much, Tabo, for your view. Spot on. So, so, so Billy understands. Um, Billy, Tabo understands exactly where we are right now Absolutely. as a country, and he's not taking it on an individual level, but yeah. a holistic level. And yeah. I think w- when we take these six-dimensional life uh, steps of how mm. to live, it, it mm. starts with the self, but it will infiltrate eventually into the home, the community, yeah. and the country at large. Absolutely, absolutely. And and by the way. You must always understand the influence of frequency and consciousness. It comes from this mental and educational aptitude. 
So when you make people illiterate, you can control their frequency. So the challenge that we have in this country, we've got a very high rate of illiteracy, and our educational system has, has completely collapsed and failed. So people can be manipulated easy because their vibration and frequency is dependent upon he who pays the fiddler, he who pays the fiddler calls the tune. So if I'm going to give you access to a livelihood, I'm going to control your vibration. And that is, that is what is happening in this country at the moment. Wow. So for us to now move from step four to step five, that's where you were going. Mm-hmm. What yeah. does uh, step five entail for us? Step five speaks about uh, social and cultural. Now, social and cultural, first, you know, this is so profound because what we're talking about is exactly what this country is. Now, culturally, there are two kinds of people. There are people who call cultural critics. A cultural critic, critic is the person that says, my culture superior to yours, so therefore you have got nothing to contribute but to listen to what I'm telling you. That's, a, that's what we call a cultural critic. And cultural critics are like um, demolition companies. You know, a, a demolition company has got no capacity to build. They only know how to demolish. You know, you want a building to come down, you go to them. You want a building to go up, you go to somebody else. Isn't it funny that we find ourselves at that place as a country? It is funny. Where we are, where we are racially and culturally yeah. <laughs> demolishing each other instead Absolutely. of seeing each other as South Africans first. Absolutely. So that's the first person, the cultural critic. Then there's the interculturally intelligent person. The interculturally intelligent person is the one that seeks first to understand before they are understood. You know, so these are the people that want to understand other people's culture, you know, respect them, connect with them before they can tell or teach other people about their culture. And that's where the biggest challenge we have now. We've got a lot of cultural criticism during the rounds, and we've got very low frequency on cultural intelligence because for a very long time, our cultural differences have been used as a tool to divide us and not unite us. Now, it goes back to even in work environments where there are issues of uh, diversity and inclusion, where you, you find, and this is sad, where you find the CEO is a, so to speak, in person, and everybody else in his exco, it's almost 80%, so to speaking. You find an organization where the CEO is a particular nationality or the HR person, and you find that they gravitate more towards the people who speak like them. Now, that is the, it's the, it's the symptoms of a, a, a cultural society that is sick because diversity and inclusion you know when we talk about diversity and inclusion i can i can i can relate it in this way that diversity is being invited to a party but inclusion is being asked to dance sure however cultural in, intercultural intelligence is you accepting the, the the invitation to dance but being honest about the fact that you don't understand the dance that they're doing you rather learn before you do it you, you get what I'm saying? Mm, mm. And, and that's where we need to go as a nation. So culturally, we need to go and, 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 and deal with these uh, uh, very dangerous cultural nuances. Because for a nation to rise, the tribe has to die. While the tribes are, uh, are still divided, the nation can never rise. And then from a social perspective, it's how we connect with each other. And now, when I grew up, I grew up in a in a, in, a, in a township in Tembisa, which was this, again it was divided culturally and ethnically. But th- those barriers broke very quickly when people started to intermarry. 
Now, when people started to intermarry, then there was a social cohesion. So suddenly, this same divide of, of ethnicity began to, di- to, dis- to disappear because we were now becoming a socially cohesive society, not by design, but by default and by our own making. Because the, 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 the system created uh, the disparities between traditions so that they could be controlled, so that, again, cultural criticism should increase and say this particular ethnicity is more superior than the other one, and so goes the story. And then the last dimension is around spirituality and ethical. Now, I want to start first with ethics. Now, if we look at a nation like South Africa, our ethics are so low that we have come to accept corruption as a way of life. That when you are perceived not to be corrupt, people tend to think that there's something wrong with you. Now, ethics begins at a very, very fundamentally uh, low stage of our lives. I'll give you an example. I always like to make this joke. That this, this father, you know, makes money, sends his kids to the first model uh, uh, schools, the son steals a pen, and they call the father to come and, and reprimand the son next to the principal. And the father goes to the school, and the father says to the son next to the principal, you know, how could you embarrass me like this? How could you steal a pen? If you told me that you wanted a pen, I could have taken it from the office. <laughs> <laughs> so in his, in his own head, and his own sense, taking that pen from the office is not stealing it, but it is ethically wrong yeah. to do that. So our ethics, we really need to, to do a very deep dive on ethics as a nation. Then comes spirituality, which is a very amazing thing. Now, religion and spirituality are not the same thing. Religion controls, religion has got rules, religion divides more than it unites. Spirituality, it's an independent connection with the, the life source. And like I say, it doesn't matter whether it's Allah, it doesn't matter whether it's God, it doesn't matter you know, whether you call it Dunvelimnana, but spirituality means your, your depth, your individual connection with the, with the life source. And when you get to that level of your life, when you and the life source uh, are connected and the life source's will and your will are congruent, then your vibration will, 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 will grow because then you are not beholden towards a particular philosophy. You are not beholden to, towards a particular way of religiosity, but you are a spiritual person. And having said that, uh, today uh, it's a very special day for our Muslim brothers and sisters, and I'd like to say, Eid al-Hada Mubarak. Now, we need to get to that level where we appreciate each other's religion, but understand that spirituality is a free connection and relationship between you and the life force. And that connection can never be influenced by anybody else but by yourself. Now, when you look at these six dimensions, they are all and controlled by our frequency. And when we get to a place where we set clearly defined paths for each one of them, again, looking back at vibration, when we find the frequency in our lives that is congruent to all our needs in the six dimensions, we then get into the path of less resistance because we're now allowing the life source, the, the, the great connector, the great designer, God, Allah, to guide our path because his path is easy. Our path is difficult because we usually choose the path of heart resistance. We always 
try and cut corners. You know, we look at what people have. We want to have those things. You know, we, we just don't have inner peace. And therefore, it becomes difficult for us to become truly made manifest of the greatness that each and every one of us was born and endowed with. Now, Billy, a question here from an A-teamer, Stephen Nguagwai, saying, says, Patricia, please ask your guest, how can one make sure he maintains or operates in a positive frequency? Well, you, you first have to guard your, your space. When I'm saying guard your space, you have to guard your inner, your inner space. Your thoughts, your thought processes, because the vibration happens at your thought level. Mm. Now, because remember I said to you that your, 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 your brain controls your body. So your body responds to what your brain tells it. And when you're feeling sad, the emotion of sadness comes into your body and your body responds. When you're feeling joy, the emotions of joy engulfs your body and your body responds. So the first place that you need to do, you need to consistently clean your mind, you know, connect in a clean environment. You need to meditate. If you, are, uh, uh, if you read uh, scripture, you know, go read scripture consistently. If you, you know, whatever you use to clean your mind, you've got to do it. But that's the inner game. Now, the external game is you've got to choose who you hang around with because people around you have got such influence in your life that if you hang around people that are negative, they're going to affect you. There's no doubt about it. So you also have to be uh, jealous or guard who you associate yourself with because those people are and will consistently influence you. True, true, very true. Billy, I wish we had more time for us uh, to elaborate more on this uh, life of holistic living. And uh, we need it as a country. We need a vision. We need to be holistic in our thinking and in our Mm. approach. And remember that we are individuals, yes, but I love that you spoke of diversity uh, and inclusion, you Absolutely. know, in our mm-hmm. diversity. That's where we need to get to, not mm-hmm. finger pointing and also Absolutely. not to ourselves. But I'd, I'd like to thank you, Billy. If possible, next week, can we elaborate more on this and, and, then, and then start on another, you know, theme that's very related because we need Absolutely. to heal as individuals and as a nation. Absolutely. How, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, my email is pa at com. On Facebook, it's bilisilegane. Instagram, it's bilisilegane underscore speaks. On LinkedIn, it's bilisilegane. Excellent. Until next week, please be safe. You too, man. Thank you very much. And thanks to your visitors, to your listeners. It's 11 o'clock on the dot. And we go to Mudupi Makhalimele for the final news bulletin of the evening. Mudupi, hola.